This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode number 11. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you've had an amazing week. Mine's been super busy. It seems like our Texas snowmageddon (laughs) that we had last month is the storm that keeps on giving. Because as I drove up to my house a few days ago, I suddenly realized that the front row of my landscaping that had been very lovely, and might I add, new, beautiful, fluffy green shrubs in front of the house had shriveled up and died, like five of them. Apparently, while some of the plants down here are tough enough to tolerate 100 degree heat for months on end, when they are forced to deal with five days of near sub-zero temperatures, it's a whole other thing. So when I saw those dead shrubs that were flourishing just a month ago, I remember I was really pissed. (laughs) I was thinking, how irritating. But it really was irritating. We've only lived in the house for about a year and it's a new house. So the shrubs had been thriving. And I actually don't care that much about shrubs, but you know, it took me on this week-long journey that took me from feeling kind of super annoyed and irritated to now, just a week later, feeling actually kind of excited about the possibilities. You know, so what changed? I mean, I still have dead bushes (laughs) and I still have to invest money in something that I feel I shouldn't have to invest money in. But what changed was how I chose to think about it. I kind of just decided to stop the internal whining that I was doing about the bushes being dead and to just decide, what do I do now? And that shift in how I was thinking about it sent me on this fun little tour through Pinterest and Howes and some of my favorite interior decorating magazines. Before you knew it, I was no longer feeling irritated at having to make an investment I didn't want to make to instead feeling really excited about being able to add a little extra pizzazz to the front of my house. So that is a mindset journey. And it made me think about our careers because, you know, change is inevitable. And these days kind of continual, you know how it works. I mean, things are going along great at work. Everything's clicking. We like our job. We've got our fun work colleagues. We like our boss, company, the benefits. And then boom, out of nowhere, something happens. And suddenly, everything is different. Maybe our boss leaves or we get reorged or laid off. And suddenly, what was great just a few days ago is now totally uncertain. We feel out of control. Some of us might feel victimized or angry or scared, you know, and for the most part, navigating through that change is something that's a very individual thing. We all have to do it on our own. I mean, of course, sometimes our bosses will try to be helpful and 
you know, help us see the context behind the change or things that they think might help us sort of understand it so we can process through it. And of course, you might have supportive colleagues or friends or a spouse who will kind of, you know, listen to your concerns, maybe commiserate. But coming to grips with it, with a change that you didn't want or expect, is up to you. And I can show you how to work your way through it faster than you ever thought possible. So you learn how to go from dreading change to actually kind of loving it. So let's dive in. This is going to be a great topic. Like I said, when I realized the front landscaping had been destroyed by the cold weather and the snow, I was kind of pissed. The house is really, like I said, about a year old. And I was busy thinking about the backyard, not the front yard. Like to me, the landscaping was fine. Sure. It can always be better, but you know, I like it. And it was all healthy and thriving and all that. So I was busy thinking about my backyard which is a nice size. And it's got a really pretty stone wall and it's totally private. And I was thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to take these four windows out in the back and I'm going to install some fold back doors and maybe a pool, like all these grand plans <laughs> that maybe I would do in phases over the next five or 10 years. But trust me, my plans did not include redoing perfectly fine landscaping in front. And, you know, I started looking through Home Advisor and Thumbtack, like just exploring a potential resource for landscaping. As I did that, I was just all I could think about was I do not have time for this. This is super annoying. This is a waste of money. I liked the front the way it was. I had to come to grips with that. But you know how it is like you have the things you want to do. And then now you're having to deal with the thing you have to do. It's not fun. It's annoying. I was irritated by having something to deal with that I wasn't expecting and annoyed at the storm that caused it all. But it wasn't until I started really doing something, looking for a landscaper, that then it led me to really the answer for me, which was I went from looking at potential landscapers. I had narrowed it down to a few and then I thought, well, do I just want to put the old bushes back or do I want to punch it up a little you know, and I'm all about evolution and making things better. So I thought, you know, I'm just gonna I have a free hour. And I thought I'm just gonna browse on house or Pinterest, and even Zillow and just look at some things that I like. So when these landscapers come over, I can give them some ideas. And as soon as I did that, in an instant, I went from being irritated to completely inspired. And how did that happen? Because in my exploration, I moved from being pissed in a not very helpful way at the storm that had ruined my landscaping to excited about what my landscaping could become now that I'm making new choices and the impact that would have not only on the front of the house and maybe the value of the house, but on me every time I drove up or walked by. That's totally different trains of thought that are going to each lead you in a completely different direction. Now you might be thinking, so what? <laughs> you probably just got over it. It's only five bushes, big deal. And I get it. That's true. It could have been a lot worse. A lot of people in the state, like I said, did not have water for weeks on end. They had it a lot worse than my five dead bushes. I get it. However, the interesting part about this technique that I'm going to share with you is how fast you can actually move yourself from being irritated 
to being actually quite inspired. And as someone who has managed people for most of my career, I recall other kind of leader to leader conversations where people are talking about their employees and saying things like, so-and-so is just not flexible, or that person is such a no person. They're really stuck. And it's like they thought that those people just either were or weren't good with change. Like that's a, like it's a trait we're born with. I've actually never felt that way. And the reason I haven't, I think, is because early on in my career, I got exposed to a management consultant view of how people process through change. And it definitely changed the way I think about it. And I understood it at a level that was helpful and that I think has served me well in my career. And it's always fascinating me that once I understood it, I really could decide the moment when I chose to move from being irritated with something to actually becoming a part of the future. And this is really important because we may not like some of the things that happen to us in our career or that happen around us. And of course, we're going to feel the initial stab of uncertainty and panic, especially if it's a change you weren't expecting or one you're not a part of driving. It's easier when you're driving change to help others accept it. It's really hard when the change is foisted off on you sometimes, right? But my expectation from those early days when I first got exposed to this change management model that I'm going to share with you was that I have committed to myself to always trying to be as proactive as I can be and exploring the possibility that change presents. And when you combine this change management model with some of the mindset techniques that we work with in my coaching practice, it can literally and forever turn you from someone who dreads change or hides from change or complains about change to someone who's out in front, leading through it, loving it and living it. And in my view, there is no skill more critical in today's business world. And I'm not talking here about just learning how to roll with it, but instead to understand how to lead yourself and your brain through it in a way that makes you feel comfortable with it, maybe even excited about it. This is huge. Learning how to lead yourself through change is transformative. And I know you may not believe that this is possible, but stay with me because I want to walk you through the change management model. I've got a very logical brain. And so for me, seeing things visually helps me get it in a way that um, sometimes just talking doesn't. So I'd love it if we made this interactive. So if you're not driving, take out a pen and paper and just draw two lines, draw a long vertical line, and then draw a long horizontal line that crosses it. So you'll end up with four boxes, a two, or as consultants call it, a two by two matrix. And in the upper left box, I want you to write denial. And in the lower left box, so right below it, I want you to write resistance. And then in the lower right box, so to the right of that, I want you to write exploration. And in the upper right box, I want you to write commitment. So I'll go through those four things again. Upper left, denial. Lower left, resistance lower right, exploration, and upper right, commitment. These four boxes chart the process we go through every time a change of some sort is happening to us, either 
in our personal or professional lives. We start in the upper left and we'll progress our way through and end up, hopefully, (laughs) at commitment and a level of comfort with that thing. So the basic premise is that when a big unexpected thing happens that your brain might interpret as dangerous or unwanted, we'll find ourselves in denial, which is in the upper left. And the denial thing is characterized by the thoughts you're having, which are probably something like, oh crap, (laughs) or I can't believe this is happening or whatever. These kinds of thoughts are going to cause you to feel something like shocked or disbelief or whatever. And when you feel those emotions, shock or disbelief, they might cause you to take some actions that are hmm, probably not very productive. Maybe you gossip continually with your coworkers or you call your family or your friends or talk to your spouse about how shocking or unexpected the thing is. And you're just really stuck in what happened and how terrible and shocking it is. That's what happens in denial. It's not a fun place. It happens when we lose someone, whether a relationship ends unexpectedly or someone we love passes away. It's shock and disbelief. And it's thinking this can't be happening. It's, it's what the things we experience in our career and the things we experience in our personal life are very parallel in this way. So some of us can spend a really long time in denial, but at some point, eventually, we're shoved into the next box, which is the one right below it. And it's called resistance. And when we get to resistance, it's because at some point, we cannot deny the change is happening. So like, if we lost our job, pretty quickly, we have to deal with the reality of that. We no longer have a paycheck coming in. And most of us will need to decide in fairly short order, you know, what we're going to do about it. You know, if we lose in our personal life, if we lose a loved one, we can no longer deny that the person isn't around. And so those things push us, having to deal with the reality of it, pushes us into resistance. But resistance is still a very, um, a place that doesn't serve us from an emotional perspective or an act, action perspective, usually. Because in resistance, we can be deep into victimhood, fear, anger. Sometimes we cycle between those three. In short, we're really just not happy with the change or what happened. And we can get really stuck there. It's probably because we're having a thought where we're either blaming someone. You might be, if it's an accident, you might be blaming the person that caused the accident. If it's a reorg at work and you lost your job, you might be blaming your boss. You feel like change is happening to you and being foisted on you. And so you take sort of a sadistic comfort in clinging to negative thoughts and emotions. Because on some level, you know, resisting the inevitability of the change feels comforting in a negative way. And but it doesn't serve us, right? When we are stuck here in victimhood, blaming anger, it's not healthy for us mentally, physically, and it doesn't serve us in the actions that we take. But, you know, assigning blame can feel falsely empowering because when we're scared, it feels soothing to make it someone else's fault. But that does not serve us. Resistance of any kind doesn't serve us. Whatever happened, happened. And the sooner we can accept it, 
the sooner we can move forward with our lives. Resistance only keeps us stuck in living with negative emotions that kind of make us feel icky. But the people we love will usually reassure us when we're in this resistance stage. They might even hop on the blaming bandwagon with us because it makes them feel like they're somehow providing you comfort. And while we always move out of resistance physically, as we eventually have to live with the reality of the new thing, mentally, we can stay stuck in resistance for years and some people forever. I mean, think about it. Have you ever known someone who 10 years later is still bad-mouthing their ex or an ex-employer or a former boss? These people are stuck deep in resistance as it comes to that thing. For them to move out of resistance, they have to choose to move into the box to the right, the lower right, which is called exploration. Exploration feels so much better than resistance. Because the box called exploration is 100% about possibilities. You get there by choosing to ask yourself possibility-oriented questions about the thing that happened. Like, what if kind of questions or how can I kind of questions. By doing this, you are mentally inserting yourself into the change that's happening in a way that explores how it could actually serve you. So you're proactively at this point in exploration, looking for how to make the thing that happened work for you instead of against you, which is always a better place to be. And when you're actively thinking this way, it's a very, very short journey to get to the final stage, which is in the upper right box called commitment. When you get here, you see it, you get it. You've already identified how the change is working for you. And now you're committed to living it. When you understand that this is the process your brain goes through when it's faced with sudden and unexpected change, a change you probably didn't drive, this can literally transform your life. Why? Because it puts the power in your hands to choose to immediately see how the thing can work for you. You may not believe it at first, but when you start actively asking yourself that sort of thing, you speed up your journey through the four stages and you go almost immediately into exploration. When you're processing through change in this kind of a way, it is going to serve you in ways you don't even expect. For years, I've committed to myself that as often as I can, I will proactively move myself into exploration as soon as I can, when something unexpected happens. And I do this by asking myself these questions. How can this thing serve me? What can I learn from this? How could this actually be a great opportunity? And how could this be even better than the way it used to be? Now, when you ask yourself these questions at first, you might sort of come up with lots of sarcastic answers to them, but you've got to keep asking yourself, Because I promise you that in every change, there is an opportunity. And these kinds of questions help you quickly hone in on that by sort of choosing to focus on the possibilities instead of what you lost. When you do this, you instantly shift yourself from denial. You can almost skip right through resistance and get yourself into exploration instantly. Now, granted, at first, you're probably not going to stay there. 
It's very common to vacillate between denial, resistance, and exploration. But the more often you can ask yourself those questions and have sort of a defined practice around it, maybe it's a daily sort of journaling practice or something while you're going through it, you will start to see that you are staying more and for longer periods of time in exploration. You're starting to understand and little seeds have been planted that make you believe this change could actually serve you. And when you do this, you've just built the most powerful skill set you'll ever have when it comes to your long-term career. Companies these days, especially look for people who are flexible. Everyone says they are very few people actually are. But when you are flexible, those are the people that tend to get promoted most quickly. They also tend to be the high achievers. They tend to be the people everyone else wants to work with. And they're definitely the people that the higher ups go to, to help them solve problems. Why? Because of the way they think. They're not stuck. They may not have come up with the idea for the change, but they're not spending one second complaining about it or whining about it or blaming someone for it. They are too busy exploring the possibilities associated with it. When you get good at this purposeful shift into exploration, everything changes. You begin to see change, not as your enemy, but as your friend, maybe your best friend. And so even when something happens that jars you a little, it doesn't take very long to begin to shift yourself proactively into exploring how it might actually be a good thing. That is exactly what happened with my five dead shrubs in the front of my house. As soon as I began asking myself how I could do something more exciting with the replacement landscaping, I was inspired. Granted, for the inspiration is going to cost me a little bit more than I expected to spend, but it's going to make me so happy every time I drive up to the house. And happy is always a good thing. So the next time something unexpected happens or is rumored to happen, I want you to come back to this change management model. And I want you to start playing with asking yourself those empowering exploratory questions I shared and watch how your brain will come up with the most amazing answers. And that's really the power of the whole thing. Because when we ask ourselves the right questions, amazing always follows. Until next time, make it a great week, friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.